All-Ireland final in 2018. Watched it in Cook Park and I thought I was going to throw up. Like, it just, it was a horrible feeling. You wanted to win, but you just felt like, oh my God, if, if they do win, they haven't been there. Like, is it worth it being over here? Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. All right, welcome back to OTBAM. Now delighted to be joined by the former Waterford hurler and Electric Ireland Fitzgibbon Cup winner with WIT, Kevin Moran, as he looks ahead to the Electric Ireland Fitzgibbon Cup semi-finals and final this weekend. This year, through its hashtag First Class Rivals campaign, Electric Ireland celebrated the unexpected alliances formed between county rivals as they come together in pursuit of some of the most coveted titles across Camogie and GEA. Kevin, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Keeping well. Keeping well. Thanks for joining us as uh, as usual. Uh, Look, this, this is a tournament that you would have played in back in the day yourself, as we mentioned. So it's 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 not easy playing against uh, county teammates and county rivals. You're playing with county rivals essentially as well. So it's a strange dynamic, but an exciting one. Yeah, very exciting. And as I said, when I, when I look back on my fond memories, it's um, played it for a few years in what was known as WIT uh, back in, we're lucky enough to win it in 2006 and 2008. And did, did a stint then with UCC while I was doing my postgrad. So it's um, yeah, some some great memories. And um, look, semi-finals and finals in, in the next couple of days. And you know, there's good old balls here around Warford. Um, look, I know they're up against it against UL, but you know, a really prestigious competition. And you know, it's great to have it on its on our doorstep here in um, uh, tomorrow night. I think the last time you were on with us potentially, Kevin, was was just after you announced your your retirement. You're on with Nathan. Uh, talk about what it meant to you to to hang up the hurl. How how do you how does it sit with you now to be, I guess, an ex county hurler? Yeah, look, it, you know, I guess last year it was really the first year, and you know the lads were flying it and they won the league and things like that. And you're you're kind of you, you do miss it. Let's be honest, but you know, I went to every game. I didn't kind of hide away from it. I just went as a supporter and I suppose I'm after finding my place in the stand um, you know, nice and comfortably and just, you know, like anybody else going to support the team. But, you know, the, I suppose the void at the start of, of missing training and things like that. Um, after a while, I, I got myself busy in other areas and a bit coaching and, you know, trying to be involved with the club as much as I can. So, uh, yeah, look, just looking forward to the year ahead with the lads again, um, you know, as again, as a supporter and, um, yeah, so a good start for them over the first two games, but look, bigger challenges and hopefully a long year to come. There's a touch of the Sky Sports news turning up at every Roy Keane press conference about Davy Fitz and whatever county he goes to. Suddenly there's a real media glare on every little thing that happens. Uh, you mentioned sitting in the stands and watching the games as a supporter now. Uh, under Davy Fitz, you never know, there could be another uh, opportunity for you because he does like to have different people around different parts of the stadium. This was a big talking point after the weekend of having a coach behind the goal, getting the ball back quickly and maybe just trying to spot something uh, different. What, firstly, what's your take on, on that and uh, what uh, benefit there is to it? Yeah, look, I think Davey, look, he, he's exploring all angles as best as he can just to try and improve things. You know, I don't see a huge problem with it. You know, the opportunity is there at the moment. Look, it might be there in bigger matches as the year go ahead. So, you know, he's a new management, he's his new style and, you know, I guess he's trying to point out some things to maybe Sean or Billy as it was over the over the last couple of games to, you know, maybe get the ball back into play, maybe to spot some runs and things like that. And I think when it was put to him after the match against Leash there on, on, on Saturday evening, I think he answered it excellently. 
you know, he said, it's just trying to bring the professionalism to it. You know, there's no reason why, you know, people in the stand and, and on the sideline can't shoot, shout instructions and things like that. So why not give a little bit more of kind of an in-depth, kind of closer relationship with the goalkeeper coach that it looks like. And um, Is there no danger of uh, information overload for the goalkeeper, for Sean O'Brien, that, you know, you've done your training during the week, you've put your game plan into action, and now, even when you go out on the pitch, it doesn't end. You're still, like, should he not be making those decisions? Yeah, look, I suppose there is a bit of that, you know. I know, it, it, look, if there's some noise in your ear, it, it can be frustrating. But I, I would think it's, you know, I wouldn't think it's every single pocket. I think it's been a quick messaging. And you know what? It could be a, it could be a thing that um, the goalkeeper coach wants to see what the movement is like from 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 Sean's position, maybe from his viewpoint. So, uh, look, you're right. It, it can, you don't want information overload. And it, it, it can be, you know, it can be quite... A difficult task as it is to, you know, to to see what's in front of you, to be talking, to to be communicating. But uh, look, the lads are obviously working on things in training, and um, you know, why why not if if they can use it as best they can? What's he like as a manager in uh, in training, Kevin? Yeah, look, Davey, Davey uh, Dave was very good to me. Uh, he you know gave me a lot of confidence uh, when he came in in two thousand and eight as a young player, and you know it's, it's actually interesting he. You know, it's going quite well with the with WIT and the Fitzgibbon, and you know, it gave me that platform to you know to build. And you know, I think he puts huge value into Fitzgibbon himself. So you know, he understands what a good competition it is, and you know, it's a real stepping stone, I suppose, for the next step up of senior intercounty hurling. But as a manager, he's you know he's top class. Um, uh, you know, he's very very professional. I think any players. That have worked on them will say that his setup will be top class. He'll be always working on things, you know, like we're discussing at the moment. I think he's good for the game. I think, you know, he brings that, you know, people are talking about him in the media, are interested in him. He gives good interviews. The players are happy. So the more, the more we see of him, the better, I think. But I think he'll have water in, you know, in, you know, good condition for, you know, when they need to. And look, they, obviously it's early in the season and they're, you know, they've won their first couple of games, but there's, there's massive tasks ahead and hopefully come, you know, April, May, June is when they really hit the ground running. But yeah, no, he's, um, I, I have a lot of good time from very good players manager. And I suppose one good trade, just looking back through, through his time with Watford, player, Wexford, um, he, he seems to get the best out of players. And, you know, that's, that's a real confidence booster for the squad. And, you know, you have to kind of, admire a guy who can do that just going to pause for one second Kevin and uh, just improve the quality of your line just for just for one moment uh, is Davy Fitz a manager you, you hypothetically would like to have like as you said there's a there's a, a certain circus that follows him around uh, it probably depends where you are in your life cycle as a team you know I think listening to a lot of the interviews with Waterford players there did seem to be a sense that maybe they weren't taking enough personal responsibility about their failings last mm. season you know they go they win the league they win it convincingly and then they don't even get out of Munster that like look at yourselves first it doesn't necessarily need to be a, a change in manager that should have to spark something yeah uh, you know as somebody on the outside listen anytime Davy Fitz is involved as I say this is a talking point in a league that it sort of feels it's very hard to read anything into what's happening on the pitch, so we're sort of looking for these side shows to keep us interested. Yeah, Kevin, we have you, you back on the line there. Sorry, just wanted to improve that line for a second. And um, when you look at this this Waterford team, the this is a, a I guess the nucleus of this current crop wins a, a minor in 2013, wins a 21 All Ireland in, in 2016. So there's a little bit of pressure on Davy Fitz in that now is the time where where this Waterford team should be coming to fruition at senior level. 
Yeah, look, absolutely. It's um, you know they're a really good group of players. I suppose the the the, the nucleus of the team is, as you mentioned, that minor and under twenty one team that was so successful and. You know, a lot of those guys are still there. And look, I think Davey's kind of trying to hold them as best as he can for the latter stages of the league and obviously the Monster Championship and, you know, tied in with a little bit of, you know, youth like Padraig Fitzgerald and Ruben Halloran and Patrick Fitzgerald and that. And it is a nice mix. But no, I do agree. I think there, there is a bit of pressure, as in, I'm not going to say it's now or never, but, and I, I you know, Liam and Mikey Bevins did a great job. And, you know, it, obviously it's, Finished the way it finished, but I think Davy was the perfect fit to, you know, the, there was no need for rebuilding and for, you know, a lot of trial matches and things like that to build your panel. I think everyone knows what the bulk of the team is going to be and it's just trying to, you know, get it right with those, those good players that we still have at our disposal. What does the league mean now to to a player, Kevin? Like you, you look at that Waterford team. Of course, we said, we mentioned won the, won the league a couple of years ago and then, or last year and then, and then the championship comes around and, it's disappointment. So, if you're flying high at the end of the league, you just you can't get excited anymore. It's not like the the football league where I guess positions in the league now determine things in relation to the championship. So, is it tough to get excited about the league at the moment in hurling? Yeah, no. In, in fairness, it is. Look, the matches are good, but I suppose when you when when you stand back from it, win, lose, or draw, you're kind of saying, you know, how important is it? Look, every team is trying to peak for for their respective provincial championships and you know th- those are everything because if, if you're not in that top three you're you know gone the end of may or the start of june and look it's a long summer ahead so it is a hard one look i know i know it didn't work out for war for last year and they were absolutely flying you know they won the league very very comprehensively and i suppose the trajectory of their uh, of, of their you know the how well they were playing just kind of gradually fell and you know they they just kind of looked looked like they were really out on their feet towards the, you know, towards the end of the Munster Championship. But look, who's to say, you know, mate, that was just, we're, I suppose we're just going on the data point of last year. Um, you know, it did not work out, but um, who's to say they're, you know, they can't turn the tables this year and, you know, someone goes and has a good league and wins the league and, you know, goes on and wins, wins the Munster Leicester Championship. But I suppose, you know, you'd be changing your mind and saying, look, well, their league form was good. Uh, you know, it was obvious that they're going to play well, but no, certainly it is, it is a it is a hard one. You know, I'd say ma- managers are kind of, you know, they're very kind of cautious at the moment. They don't want to be going too well. They don't want to be going too bad. If they are going too well, can they maintain it? So, you know, it's all a balancing act. And you know, you really don't know until you've two or three games in, in the Monster and Leicester Championships under your belt to say well, this actually worked or, or things like that. So, you know, it is a very hard one. And um, does it take from the prestige of the league, possibly? Um, because I know when I was playing, it was, you know, it was such a brilliant competition and, you know, everyone was, you know, mad to win it. And then you had your kind of four or five, six, possibly even eight-week break to go up to the first round of Monster Championship. But the turnaround is so, you know, it's so small. It's a couple of weeks. And um, I guess different teams have different kind of agendas and progress with regard to where they are. It's uh, interesting reading Martin Brehney just in the in the Irish Independent this morning. Uh, Kevin, he's talking about the uh, the changing face of hurling scoring over the over the years and over the decades. The average total of points per championship game just on the way up, and the number of goals per game just on the way down. You're seeing these high scoring games even last weekend in the league. I think he's making the point of the average the average scores were were very very high. Uh, in terms of ball going over the bar, like, have you noticed anything that that needs to be changed in the game? Like Martin is making in points here, you know, sh- asking questions essentially: should the ball be heavier? Should the value of goals be increased to four or even five points to encourage more of them? Like, is there anything the game needs to to I guess get rid of that just 
shootout that 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 we've seen in, in hurling recently. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, you know, I, I suppose players are so good and comfortable on the ball nowadays, and the slitter is definitely a little bit lighter. Yeah, I would love to see a little bit more kind of, particularly high balls going into danger areas in around you know the the D or the uh, the edge of the square, and, and you know more goals. You know, more goals being created and things like that. At the moment, it's just a lot of teams are, what would you say, they're, they're putting their players out the field. They're, I won't say blanket defensive, but they're, you know, that middle third is fairly congested. And every team seems to be working on just breaking that line and being comfortable with taking their score from 40, 50 metres out. Look, players in inter-county level nowadays, that's a walk in the park for a lot of them. You know, I know there was a lot of wides in the Kilkenyan Tipperary game. Again, it could be an adjustment to the ball, but is the ball too light? Um, I'm not so sure. I just think that I, I just think that the the quality of the player striking has just increased so much. Um, and I, I do agree, though. I would love to see kind of more goal opportunities coming. You know, putting that ball into in, in, into the edge of the square, seeing a lot more kind of you know aerial duels and 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 feeling and things like that. I think that's something that we all long for, but. You know, the game is constantly evolving, um, you know, going from sweepers to running games to all about tackling. You know, who's to say you won't see a kind of different a different approach to a team this year? I, I did notice Paddy Hale this year with the in the All-Ireland Club. Like, they're just a real, you know, A to B type of Ireland team, really putting the ball into danger positions and, you know, creating a lot of goal opportunities. So, um, you know, some some teams might do it, some teams won't. I, I do think Limerick have changed a little bit this year in their approach. Uh, Tipperary, you can see what they're trying. Again, Cork are just, you know, an awful lot of shooters out the field. And, and, and Waterford could be, you know, possibly the same. But, uh, look, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, we I think we'd all love to see two, two or three more goals and maybe... You know, seven or eight less points. I think it, it, it brings a, a far more exciting spectacle to it. Finally, for me, Kevin, uh, how do you see the the season playing out? And I, well, I guess how do you stop Limerick? Is the question? Yeah, look, yeah, that's a big question. Like, look, there is a there is a possibility that they could be even better and stronger than last year. And I was very impressed with them in their first two league games this year. I know Cork got the better of them in the end, but they just seem so comfortable what they're doing. Um, they're you know they're coached absolutely excellently they're very comfortable on the ball and I just think when it comes to it you know in All-Ireland semi-finals and finals and it's going down the stretch I do think they have such composure and confidence in what in, in what has worked for them but look the chasing pack I think everyone knows you know the chasing pack's impossible to say who's number two three four you know it could change from week to week but I do think there is a gap hopefully that gap will close and um, someone like Warford might get a chance to dethrone him. But at the moment, look, you would have to say there's, it's going to take a monumental effort from some team to to um, to bring down Limerick. They're, they're flying on all cylinders. They're getting, you know, hurlers of the years, all-stars back from last year who weren't even playing. You know, there doesn't seem to be any complacency. They're bringing in younger players who can just fit in. And um, look, it looks a little bit ominous, but... Um, look, we'll see. Yeah, sport is, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen and hopefully it'll lead to, you know, a really good hurling championship. But um, at this moment in time, I would have to say Limerick are really going to be difficult to stop. Kevin, great to catch up as always. Thanks a million. Yeah, thanks very much for having me on. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.